2: A feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Cody, I know, did did you stop drinking earlier today? Because I told you you needed to stop drinking because it was a roundup podcast coming this afternoon. you've You've
1: been fighting all day. I never actually started, but I did uh, – I took care of my social media comment replies duties um, for a couple days today. Went through Facebook. Um, amazing win on Facebook. Like I literally today sent Robbie a text and said this is my favorite part of everything I do for this job at Blood Origins because uh, – had it, I mean like you saw the screenshots, right, Robbie? Like that guy I'm came up it. with – he he came all the way, he came all the way around from hunters are terrible and none of You're this. Logic. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid, like like attacked us. And by the end, he's, you know, he gave us that kind of, I never really thought about it that way thing. That's, uh, if I could do that all day long, but. That's then, a rarity it, on the internet. Yeah, it is, it is. But I think it's a battle we got to fight, man, because I, I firmly believe that a whole bunch of the antis are just uninformed. Yeah, sure. Like they just they they just don't know, right? Like, Robbie and I actually had a another great example of this. I won't derail us too hard, but we had a guest on a I don't on a podcast. She was a young lady from Africa, and she was um like like on a wildlife biologist career track. Is that fair to say, Robbie? Yep. Yep. And she said, we all know that you guys in America have just killed all your animals and have nothing left to hunt. And that's why you're coming over here. Really? In a very sincere way, she meant that as fact from her brain. And those are the kind of things that make me realize there's a whole bunch of people who are attacking what we do who aren't bad people who are logical, who have common sense, but are just misinformed, right? Like, dude, they just, they just have bad data? Um, not all of them. And and I don't ever try to argue with someone who is just a hundred percent against the killing of a thing, right? You can't, that's, that's an opinion um, that I, like, I can't argue, no, you should be in favor of this. But what, what I argue, I think fairly well is with the effect, with the consequences, Robbie likes to say with his accent. He likes to say consequence because it sounds better in his accent. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah that, so I, I love finding those folks who are, who are good folks but just don't have the data, right? Like I got a guy going right now who said, I think I would be more in favor of hunting if every state had a, would, would create a law that you couldn't waste the meat. Which every state in the United States yeah. has a wanton waste law that you can't right. waste the meat, right? Like it's a very logical argument. You know, if, if if you had to use the meat, I would be more in favor of honey. Well, guess what? Is that a true statement? The wanton waste, that every single every single state in the US has a wanton waste law? Some version. Some version. They they vary and there's like there are I, I'll, I'll do some research and have this on the next. step. There, there are some states that even predators, right? Like the the meat has to be used on, and that gets a little, you know, that's a that's a debate to be had within the community because that doesn't that doesn't always happen. Um, but wanton waste laws exist, right? Like, and I haven't won that guy yet because he doesn't believe me. So I'm sending links to links to websites and stuff. But building a spreadsheet out. Exactly spreadsheet, I will say
2: that you're very efficient in utilizing the three dots. I noticed that today a lot like no, you don't, I, I, you I, abuse it's almost like I you're yeah you're totally abusing the three no, dots. I abuse the el- out how
1: not to do that when i, I abuse the ellipse it's an ellipsis right isn't that yeah. what dot, dot, dot an ellipsis <clears throat> i abuse it completely i'm never i'm not gonna stop, but it's a it's a i'm aware like it's it's my way of inserting a dramatic pause in a text and I I realize it's not I mean it's probably annoying like an old man thing that, that I do, but I'm not gonna stop. I, I am uh strangely
3: like really opposed to the ellipsis because oh, you
2: just don't want to look at Cody's comments today though. Oh my no, god. No, definitely
3: not after hearing this. But it in my opinion, it's it's intended for dramatic effect. But it shows tentative language, like I don't know how to build an argument, and I'm taking time to think about it. And as a copywriter, you always want to be swift and punchy, and the ellipsis slows conversation down. So, Brad,
2: can I I hire you? I need, to, I need you to hire you to uh, help Cody out with his tentative language. I, I
3: think we just – like now that you've got that in your head, that's what's going to make you stop doing it because you're, you're like, I'm weakening my argument every time I use the ellipsis.
1: Mm, you'll
3: I, think about it next time. You, you'll agree. never do it again without thinking about it at least.
1: You don't <laughs> know me, Brad. That's, I, I, I don't disagree with the statements that you've made, but it's just – <laughs> It's it's what I do. I do multiple things in my life that I know are not the uh, best choice, but it's kind of just what I do. Brad Luttrell, welcome to the Blood Origins
2: podcast, especially the roundup uh, section of the Blood Origins podcast.
1: Yeah, dude, thanks.
2: I'm super pumped to be here. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I know you you've got you're one of the busiest men we know in terms of schedules. I ah, say, hey, Brad, when when can we chat? And you're like, well, I have a three o'clock in three weeks. Does <laughs> that work for you? I, I, that is so obnoxious,
3: but it's also just true. Um, but for you guys, we were trying to figure this out, and I'm coming out of trade show season, and you all know, like with trade show season, you're just constantly kicking things three weeks down the road until after your last show. Tonight is my second late night in a row doing a show. I have one tomorrow. I have one Sunday and Monday. Like I'm an idiot. I scheduled all these things for right after the Great American Outdoor Show. And then I got sick at that. And if I end up coughing my head off through through some of this, I'm sorry. That's what happened. I ended up having to move stuff around again. So I'm kind of paying for all the like kick it down the road because it's all stacking up this week.
2: So this will be the best podcast you do this week. That's so right.
3: I'm, I'm, I actually told my wife, uh, I said, I got to go because I'm at my office right now. So I'm to go back to work because these guys are professional. They're going to start on time. That doesn't always happen. And we did. We started on time.
2: You guys know hey, what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. Cody's the one that typically shows up late and, you know. Cody sent either- the calendar invite with a dot, dot, dot. <laughs> exactly. like
3: we, we might start now. I'm not sure
1: yeah exactly hundred <laughs> percent
2: well um you know we uh we wanted to have you on because well, why don't we do this brad what if if people don't know who Brad Luttrell is uh why don't you give them a little synopsis of who you' are and what you've done yeah
3: uh so i my name's uh Brad Latrill. I'm from southeastern Kentucky from appalachia. Grew up in the outdoor space, uh, uh, like literally playing outside, hunting and fishing. I didn't hunt a ton growing up. It's mostly small game. Um, went to school for journalism, went to school at the University of Kentucky, did the whole journalism thing for a while, moved over to advertising. And in, in 2016, I was kind of fed up with trying to get better at hunting online. You know, I'm looking at forums. I'm I'm also watching um, the treatment of hunters online and i just kind of got fed up with it, but I also wanted to start a company and I'm like, this is it. I love hunting, even though I really suck at it. And I did, and I still kind of do. Um, but, but I wanted a place where I could get better at it. So I started doing research into it and I was really shocked at what was out there or the lack of opportunity out there to connect with other hunters and anglers. So I, Started working on it 2016, and today we uh, we're social. So go out is a, a free app. You can join for free. Um, in fact, when you join, you get 10 bucks loaded to your account. But it's a social media community where you can come in. Outdoor enthusiasts can improve their skills through talking to other people. You can discover gear. You know we we've got a really cool gear functionality, and you can shop for gear. And you also earn rewards. So instead of censoring you when you post about your whitetail or your elk or your fish or whatever it is. We actually give you points, and your points can be cashed in for rewards. So, we've got this really robust platform that we've kind of built out since since 2017. It's changed a lot. Um, a lot of people don't even know that we're doing rewards. You know, we launched that in September. So, a lot of 2022. Uh, the reason I am doing so many podcasts is trying to get out there and remind people about what we're doing. Remind people, uh, like, hey, things have changed for one thing. You know, we we do shopping now, and it's really cool. It's not just like you know, going on to Amazon, you can actually see what other people are using. If you look up like a Garmin zero, you can talk to people that are using that product and see if that's the product for you. So, uh, it's, it's evolved a lot, man. And, um, for, for whatever reason, um, well, I guess it's probably my, my outspoken self. Uh, we've also kind of gotten thrusted into some of the, the Silicon Valley debates, uh, tend to be opinionated and, um, I you? know, yeah, 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 you you've seen my articles. Um, you know, i I feel really passionate about this. This isn't something that uh, uh is just a job to me. you know i've I've dedicated the last, I don't know, five years of my six years of my life to this thing. So um, I do speak up uh, when when I see stuff that I think we can do better as either hunters and anglers or as an industry. And uh, I, you know, I'm trying to, I've been ringing the bell for the industry, trying to get people to wake up for years. And a lot of the foretold and foreshadowing that we've done is happening now at even sometimes scales that we couldn't have predicted, you know, mm-hmm. with, with Facebook. And, uh, you know, I just spoke at SHOT Show with with Chuck Rossi, who's kind of the foremost expert on um, Facebook ad rules and the, how the engineering platform, uh, the side of that's built, because he was an early engineer at Facebook. And, uh, you know, I, I got to be a part of that discussion. So I've kind of thrusted myself into a lot on that side, too, uh, quite a bit uh, on the industry side.
2: Yeah, I know. And we're, we're big fans of you and big fans of Go Wild. Um, we actually talked about you uh, quite a bit with Cable. Oh, yeah. The last roundup. Nice. Um, nice. So- cable Smith. Yeah, we were talking about him. Obviously, he got his his um, his account back. Oh, he at did. The time that we were talking to him, he did not have his account back. Um, I haven't talked
3: to him in a few weeks um, with Ben Sicking at the show, so I knew he got deleted. Uh, that's that's great to hear. He's a he's a good dude, man. Inst- I yeah. like, like a lot.
1: you guys both just led the listener to believe that he got deleted on Go Wild, not the oh, Instagram. Thank you me. for that. No, yeah, you, yeah,
3: definitely not. Now we work with Cable. Um, I've been working with Cable since 2017. We've done a lot of podcast ads with him. I've been on his show a bunch. Uh, we're working with him again this year. Um, yeah, he, he he did get deleted on Instagram. He got Cable has basically been, um, for lack of a better term, I'll just say shadow banned. People tend to think they at least know what that means, even though it's not a term that the industry uses. Um, Chuck would tell you there's not a thing. There's not like push button, get shadow banned at Facebook. There are things you can do to where your account will stop growing. He's basically there. Go Wilds account's there. If you typically have an account long enough on Instagram and you're posting about hunting, it's going to happen. And what happens is you just kind of get throttled to a point to where you're not getting in front of new people, which is why a lot of the industry is so moving over to TikTok, which is hilarious because TikTok is uh, the worst offender when it when it comes to deleting content. I mean, literally in their terms, you cannot post a picture of a gun. I mean, you can not to forget talking about shooting something. It cannot have an image. Of Or video of gun, and they use artificial intelligence to scan the videos in real time, and they don't always catch them, but they catch most of it and and, and you will be deleted. Uh, just ask Melissa Bachman, she'd be a good one to have on here and talk about all the uh, the insane content that that she's had deleted from TikTok and then ultimately her account.
0: Hmm.
2: interesting, yeah
3: TikTok is incredibly sophisticated at how they're scanning content. And I don't know how deep it goes, but they—they're definitely using AI to scan the image and recognize firearms. I've had content personally deleted on TikTok. I don't have a big presence there. I just kind of play around with it to be aware of what's going on on other platforms. Um, I, honestly, it's one of the few platforms I have left. I've deleted my face, personal Facebook and Instagram account. Uh, just refuse to be a part of the Meta platforms. But TikTok's interesting. Um, I, we, we've kind of been experimenting with it as a brand. You can grow and get a ton of exposure there. I don't know what the quality of it is, but they, man, I tell you what, that is one of the most throttled and sensor
2: driven organiz- or platforms you'll find as a, as a hunter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cody, you've got a syncret TikTok account, right? You do those dances and stuff like that on the, in the driveway and stuff, right? Absolutely.
1: I wasn't yeah. going to
3: bring that up. I didn't know if it was yeah. that kind of show.
1: Yeah. Me and uh, yeah. No, I've never actually. The only exposure I have to TikTok is I think it's possible for people somehow transport their TikToks over to Instagram. Yeah, you can. Like ex- it th- saves th- them automatically, so you can
3: easily post them.
1: So, and I, the one thing I can admit that I waste some time on is Instagram Reels. Like, and I've I've come to the conclusion that it's just that flip of the thumb to the neck. Like, it's it's literally.
3: Yeah, they're they're stealing TikTok, which is what Facebook does. They just take everybody else's technology and try to rip it off. So they're, they're, yeah, they so that's, that's
1: their, And every once in a while, I see the TikTok logo on there, and I know that that content originated on TikTok. That's my only exposure to uh, to TikTok. Um, I mean, it's a cool platform from a tech perspective.
3: They've done some stuff that's really cool. Like, it for from if I were to try to step outside of the hunting industry for a minute. Yeah, it's really cool what they can do from a creator side. And they've kind of created this whole new generation of creators, um, of, of, of kids that are creating some fantastic content. It's really cool. But it's unfortunate that, you know, despite being in an industry that pays for conservation, protects our wildlife, and, and not to mention the history behind it, you know, uh, we just get blacklisted on every new platform that comes out except go out. But, uh, you know, the the these new platforms in China, China uh, has a lot of influence over over TikTok. And we, you can get into a whole new level of conversation there over uh, how scary that that AI. think of how many faces are getting scanned and all they can do with that. And and that's a, a Chinese influenced algorithm. So now you start to think about all the, the, and this is not just Brad. There are like literally the previous CEO of Google has this concern uh, of China being able to infiltrate our brains with this new platform that has, you know, a, a insanely uh, rapidly growing American audience, um, how, how much they could just funnel propaganda into that. And it's going to be in your feed and you wouldn't even know what's happening. It sounds crazy, but I mean, think of the power of these, these groups like TikTok and YouTube. Sure, Google sure. have Google Absolutely. Google drives I don't know if you know this Google owns 91.5 percent of search meaning the world's answers are determined by Google's algorithm one company tells you what the answer should be that's some scary stuff when you start to think about it
1: mm-hmm. and to add on to the both of those statements I just read an article in 2021 for the first time and I think it was 11 years. Google.com was not the most visited domain name in the world. It was TikTok. Oh, really? Like TikTok, TikToks, you know, which every time you watch it in the app, that's actually a, you know, the app is just a way of delivering the website to you, right? And, uh, but yeah, for the first time in like 11 years. That's incredible. But
3: I mean, YouTube is bigger than the next five competitors combined as a search engine on its own. So not only does Google have Google to search, YouTube is the second leading search engine. They own both of them. It's nuts. That is crazy.
2: That is crazy. Well, Brad, we wanted to have you on because um, clearly you have an opinion about social media. <laughs> That's right. And um, we, we certainly had someone on our podcast that uh, had a differing opinion of social media. You and, did? Um, his opinion, obviously, Matronella's opinion, was we don't need social media. Um, and based on what you've just said, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, maybe that's true.
3: Yeah, it's uh. So it's funny because I'll say things like I'm very contrarian in that I, <laughs> um, I am very anti-meta. As I said, I don't personally have a platform uh, on on those. I don't have a presence on those platforms. And I realized the conundrum I'm in because in one way, I'm like, I'm not going to be a part of a platform that, you know, is empowering um, human trafficking. It's that is empowering the the cartel recruitment that is, you know, literally causing it's been proven by Facebook's own data that 6% of teen suicides or suicidal thoughts or attributed to Instagram. 32% of teen girls have body image issues because of Instagram. And they know all this and they'll do anything about it. In fact, Adam Mazzari, the head of Instagram, said that those numbers are quite small. Like he mm-hmm. thinks that 32% of our teens having body issues because of Instagram is small. And so mm-hmm. I I have a lot of moral issues with the, the platforms themselves. So um, you know, I, I have chosen to just not be there, not be a part of it. And, you know, our company is still there. Our company, uh, you know, as a company, um, we have decided to stop spending with those platforms. We have not spent uh, a dollar on those platforms since, uh, I think we killed that budget on Halloween and we have moved our budget to other companies, um, uh, trying to really support organizations or creators that are supporting the space. Um, You know, we do still spend some money on Google, uh, which I think is a less evil company than Meta. Um, But trying to set an example for the industry to, to, you know, I I think people should be encouraging uh, brands that they are passionate about to step away from these platforms and stop funneling money and into platforms that essentially take the fight right back to us. Right. You kind of fund your own death in some ways. Uh, You know, our brand has been blocked on Facebook from advertising twice, uh, and I've had to pull essentially every connection possible when that happens to try to get, un, uh, you know, back to where we can literally just advertise binoculars, something like that. You know, it's not even something that is, it should be against their terms, mm-hmm. but, but you know, we've struggled with it and the industry struggles with it. And, you know, when I spoke at SHOT Show, I had a woman stand up and say, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Our business was dependent on this, this revenue. And now we're blocked. And I don't that's where our leads were coming from. And I can't advertise there, even though I'm not selling firearms and I'm 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 abiding by the rules. Uh, So so personally, I've stepped away from it. Uh, But I will say the complexity here is that in in Matt Ranella's argument, there are. There are holes. I I think there's a lot of holes in this, and, and there's also things. I wrote a huge article about this because it really ate at me, and I was getting a lot of people asking me about it because obviously I'm a social media founder so in the hunting space, so people knew that I would have an opinion on this. So I I didn't want to write the article because I knew to do it right, I would have to spend you know, 15 hours or 20 hours writing this thing to make sure I I gave it the due diligence it deserved, which it did take that long. Um, and and we ended up running it ourselves. Maybe we can drop a link to that in the show notes. Sure, sure. Uh, but, but the, you know, I put a lot of thought into this and it's, it is, it is super complex. And the, the thing I've thought about, you know, Matt, Matt thinks that we should stop, participating and stop following uh it's, his argument is really complex and i'll also say before we get into this i don't have a problem with matt i don't know matt personally actually sure. I, I like him from listening to your all's show the whole meat eater episode was a whole different ball game uh, <laughs> but whoa uh, that had to be an awkward thanksgiving right i think they mentioned that on the free range american Yeah, uh, like some some sibling rivalry going on there or something uh but like from your all's episode like he seems very thoughtful and very passionate about wildlife, which I appreciate um, where I, I think, I think some of that argument falls apart is that no one gains share of voice by removing themselves from the conversation, you know, and, and that is where I am conflicted. Cause like, I'm not even in the conversation on, on those right. platforms, Right, 100%. But, but our brand is, uh, our brand has stayed there and we've believe me, we've had heated debates internally about what to do about this. Um, although we are trying to figure out like, Things are moving away from Facebook. Facebook declined for the first time in, in quite a while uh, in the United States. But where past- are they going, Brad? The, where are the people going? I, yeah. A lot of it's TikTok. YouTube has done an incredible job with shorts. Um, and the these micro platforms, these vertical platforms are absorbing a lot of it. But I just think that the as the younger generations are looking at Facebook, Facebook's not cool anymore, man. That's why the Instagram <laughs> is adopting Reels. Reels is where the growth is for Instagram right now. And it's purely because they're carbon copying TikTok.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. growth is
3: happening on TikTok and other platforms. Um, even adults are moving in, like like uh, I say adults, like I really mean more of like that 35 to 60 crowd, like let, let's be that wide with it, are, are moving into, you know, uh, platforms. Uh, LinkedIn, you know, is doing really well right now uh, because it's a vertical conversation and it's more it's more thoughtful than a lot of the garbage that happens on Facebook. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I'll, I'll throw it out there that Matt is saying we should not be on social and I don't, I don't need to repeat his argument. I think you guys have done a good job of, of air. I thought your show, I'll give these guys credit. I thought you all did a really good job of letting him air his concerns and also not just rolling over and saying like, yeah, like you guys did a good job of rebuttal. So, um, but I, I don't want to like restate a bunch of his, we, we yeah. listened to two hours of him stating his opinion. You're not, uh,
1: supposed, to, you're not supposed to respond to compliments with hundred percent. like. He, he no, we
2: are no we are we are allowed to <laughs> we're allowed to say yes we we think we did a great job
1: That's i will okay. say
3: I've been told that I make the best pork butt in that anyone has ever had and I will say it is it is that good so it's like it's like sometimes you just gotta say this is true uh now you guys did a great job i I, I don't want to spend my time here repeating what matt said though I think that was established i i have my in general I, here's the thing robbie i i think the the whole debate over like Matt wanting to go away from social media. Matt wanting half as many hunters. I think all of this stuff is a huge distraction from what is actually going on. And to use an analogy here, I think we're all standing at the front of the church arguing on whether or not there are too many candles at the altar, while behind us the whole freaking sanctuary is on fire. Like like we don't we haven't even turned around to realize we can't get to the exit. Okay, uh, the when things like saying that we need half as many hunters is such a broad stroke statement. It can't possibly be true one way or another because that's not how hunting in general works, right? Like in general, when you look at how hunting carrying capacity is done, it's down to the species and county level. So wherever Matt's hunting, and it's probably big game, like let's just say it's elk for the ease of conversation. Um, you're, you're, you're talking about something that's probably really popular in that area. But as a whole, that's 700,000 hunters out of the 12 or 15 million hunters that we have in the United States, right?
2: hmm.
3: Fractional compared to what's out there. And then you look at some states like like just to because a lot of people I heard that listened to your old show said, I agree with what everything Matt said. There were people that said that here's the problem. And this is why it just can't be true. It can't be true one way, even if, no matter what number he said. He could say that I want 150 percent of hunters. It can't be true because it's such a regional thing. Go to Georgia. I talked to my buddy, Swanee, who works for the r three uh, initiative with the council. And, and Swanee was talking about how, you know, he's like here in Texas, we need more deer hunters. We don't need more Turkey hunters, but we could use a boatload more of small game hunters. And it goes down to the County level. So all of this stuff is super complex. Like that's, that's even just a high level, um, uh, concern is that it's too general of a statement to even possibly be true. And the biggest concern though, I have, um, you know, at the end of, I can't remember how much was talked about on your episode, but I know there was discussion on the Mediator episode around like somebody said, well, what's the alternative if we're not going to talk about it and get people into it. And he thinks that it should be familial. So I'm going to invite my family. You know, I was just texting my sister before I got on with you guys uh, about turkey hunting. I want to take my sister turkey hunting. She really wants to go. She hasn't been in a few years. Um, so that's an example of uh, uh, Matt would say, that's cool. That's okay. Or it should be people, you know, here's the problem with that. And I, I got some flack recently over this. This in my article, hunting is way too white. And if we got a bunch of white dudes who are just continuing to invite their buddies of like middle-aged white guys, we are not creating any diversity. And I think a lot of people thought I was arguing for diversity for diversity's sake, and I'm not. Here's the problem, and you guys do a really good job of of staying aware of this on this podcast. How often are we reading about the war against hunting? And it's through legislation that happens little by little, right? Which are actually right now from the Biden administration, there's a pretty big thing that's going on, right? Like there's, there are some right. big swooping cuts that, and blows that come, but this is really the death of a thousand cuts. And this is, these are, these are not blows that happen on social media alone. These these are blows that are going to hit at the, the ballot box. And I think people have this idea that, that all of this is going to happen at like, there's going to be some grand vote and somebody's going to say, should we ever hunt again? Yes or no? And it's like, oh no, we're definitely hunting. I'm voting for hunting. That's not how this works. Look up at New Jersey, where where little by little, uh, you know, bears, bear hunting was taking blows. And then all of a sudden, then it came and now bear mm-hmm. hunting has gone. And mm-hmm. guess what? They're not going to stop at bear hunting. You know, how many other, in Michigan, totally screwed up state when it comes to certain species that are just, it makes no sense for, from a field biologist perspective on why you wouldn't be able to hunt certain species of birds uh, like the crane or the sandhill cranes. You know, you can hunt those all over the country, but not in Michigan. It doesn't make sense. You know, we actually were up there hunting geese and there were so many freaking cranes around that the the few geese we saw were getting shoved all over the place by them, but you can't hunt them because again, a lot of this stuff is political. And so Mm -hmm. if we're always keeping within our demographic, of just, you know, white rural America that hunts, we are never expanding the footprint at the polls. So, so we do need more blacks, we need more Latinos, we need more women. We like whatever category you want to think about and push to, other religions, politics, all of that stuff. Yes, that's good because it's, it, this is politics 101. If you want to win a vote, you don't start with with you find where you have that tipping point after you win an audience, right? You're not gonna go uh, campaign in an area that you're slam dunk gonna win, right? We need more diversity in our vote for hunting. And, mm-hmm. and this is one of the biggest problems I have with a lot of what Matt has put out there is it's not thinking like that. It's very, I, again, I don't mean to say this to pick on him. I just think it's very selfish and close-minded. You're not thinking of the bigger play. I mean, if we pulled up right now, the Swordsman's Alliance website, And we look through everything that these guys deal with. And I think that is the number one organization you should support as a hunter, uh, because they are doing the litigation. They are out there fighting for you, you know, um, every day. If you just go through their blog, man, it's scary stuff. I mean, we we could pull it up right now and you won't make it three articles. Every third article is some kind of huge blow to hunting in every state. It's every Mm -hmm. state that has Mm -hmm. this stuff going on.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Cody, what do you think? I, I think I think you're spot on. Um, I will tell you, like, if if there was a scale of uh, one, Matt ranella is totally wrong, and ten, Matt ranella is totally right. Okay, so ten is the one leaning towards Ranella. I I think I'm probably like a five point five. Um, in that, here's where I think Matt's wrong is I, I think I think every one of the points that Matt made about social media are spot on if he would quit saying everyone, right? Like all the things that Matt says social media is doing, all the things he says social media is doing for hunting is actually happening.
3: Oh, 100%. Just, and I, just, I actually, that was in my article. I agree just, with you.
1: It's just Matt is so, uh, and I like, I've gotten, I, I'm not like name drop, but I, I, I talk to Matt, um, a couple times a month via email or text. I think that's a really good dude who's incredibly passionate. And what's one thing working against him is just what you were talking about before, Brad, is he lives in an area, right? Like if, if you're going to be a social media influencer in hunting, in the United States, elk is the king, right? Like, I mean, it, it really is. If if you're the really cool, if you're the really cool social media hunting influencer, you know, you've got, you shot a bull at eight yards that charged you, right? Like that's the pinnacle. And Matt happens to live in an area where the explosion of people wanting to be that um, are pouring into his area. Now, I'm not taking his side. I'm actually backing up your point on how geographical things are um, and even species-based things are. There's, there's places in, in Colorado here, you know, where I've, I've driven a long damn ways and gotten to a trailhead and, you know, there should have been food trucks there to take that. Like they could have had a festival. Right. Yeah. But, I've also driven to places in Colorado that I was worried how many people were going to be there. And I didn't see a human being for several days. Right. I mean, it's not, I, I, I think that Matt took a, a uh like an extremist point of view on a legitimate issue. You, you know what I mean? Um And I, the, I get frustrated by it. I can't, I don't think, I don't want to make a blanket statement. I don't think I've ever posted um, an animal that I harvested and it's not some philosophical, uh, that's not true. I have on Go Wild, but I, I haven't anywhere else. Um, and it's not really some philosophical, I think I just like don't want to deal with it. And, and I, I, you know, it's, it's, I don't think a whole lot about it. I just don't do it. Um, I, I see all of his points, right? Like, I, and I yeah. think, I think uh I also see as like deep down every every one of us wishes we had the woods to ourselves. Matt and in some some part of us, right? And Matt just takes Matt has a passion for his style of hunting and 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 then he takes it to the point of no, really, we need there to be less hunters. And then when you say, but Matt, we're you know, we're going to get our asses kicked and not be able to hunt at, at the ballot box. Um, you know, it, it kind of his argument doesn't go anywhere anymore. And I'm on both sides of it. I do think um, I, I think Matt Renell is a really good human being who is so passionate about something that he takes his arguments to extremes. But, and that and that that's a that's my opinion. I mean, that's me subjectively right like I'm not saying that's a fact or anything um but I I have you know and I've I tried like even on both times we've ever talked to him on a, on the on the podcast you know that's the approach I tried to take with him of like Matt do you really mean everyone and he's so wound up about it that he's like yeah everyone no hunter should ever post anything on social media yeah and I'm like man that's I I I told him I said I agree with you a bunch but I got a bunch of great friends who really just use it as a piece of technology instead of carrying around a Polaroid with them and wait until they see their buddies at the, at the gas station. You know what I mean? And so it's a, it's a conundrum. I, I don't, I think it's a people problem. If we got rid of the people doing the bullshit, the the obnoxious stuff, the stuff that makes hunters look like idiots, I think Matt would kind of just go back to walking around with his corgis and his llamas, you know, and not be fired up about it, but what he sees the bad and then makes these big sweeping stroke statements. Um, that's, that's my opinion on the whole thing.
3: I, I'll, I'll say this. I, and I called out in my article even more. I think I went further on examples of what Matt's talking about with gross content. I, one hundred percent, we have a killing for content problem in the hunting industry. We, we are funding things that I think if people really knew what was going on, they'd say, that's at least a little gross. And a lot of times it's a lot gross. And, and on the meat eater episode, I don't know what Matt was talking about, but he held back on some stuff. There are stories that don't that were not said because there are are there a lot of things the industry would be embarrassed about if it was made public. And, and again, I, I, t- I kind of worked through some of the, I, I've, se- I've, I know people that would probably qualify as an influencer and have killed deer and, and they, would they were with other influencers that wanted to take pictures with that to be able to post about it. And so now we've turned this thing that we say we love into content and it's, it's purely to get likes you're killing for likes. And, and that, when he got into that on the mediator episode, I can't remember if he talked about that with you guys. Cause, um, he was taking that. Steve to task over this because Steve's made it his whole brand has been killing for content. Right. And and so
2: Brad, haven't you created go wild? Yeah. That?
3: Yeah. So this is where, uh, and Robbie, you, you asked, you kind of challenged Matt back. Cause he was talking about, uh, Matt really doesn't like the industry of hunting and you're like, well, there are people not allowed to build businesses right. Uh, around this. And, and I'm like, yeah, I, it, it's almost like in some ways, um, he he's got like this socialistic mindset of what hunting should be. It's like, no one should be allowed to profit of it. We're going to just distribute. Everybody gets a set stick and string bow that they have to go out and use. And like, they're not allowed to have freedom of choice. They're not allowed to profit from, from the hunting industry. Like I was, I was trying to dissect all the, the, the things that start to bubble up with this kind of attitude. Um, But, but no, Robbie, I mean, I, I, at first I was like, man, Matt would probably really like what we're doing. And then he got into his argument of, of, uh, profiting and killing for content. I'm like, well, I, I don't know how he would probably, he probably would not like go out. I think mm-hmm. he probably <laughs> would disagree with our whole trophy system. Um, you know, the, the, one advantage is at least we're closed network, you know, his, his pro I don't think the problem would be with the posting. I think it would be the fact that we've created a company like, yeah, we're profiting from hunting. Cause I, I, you have, to, any business has to make money, you know, the, in order to, to pay a team to run an app and to pay for servers, I have to be able to make money. So we sell gear, on our platform, you know, to, to help facilitate the product. Mm -hmm. So it's super complicated though. Like there's a moral dilemma in there that I don't know the answer to. I mean, I I see what Matt's talking about though. And again, I I call that out about a third of the way through mine of just Mm -hmm. some examples I've seen within the industry. There's some, there's some at, at, at best it's like morally questionable at worst. I think we have a lot of work to do in the industry.
1: Mm -hmm. Here. I got a uh I got a question that I'm honestly just being kind of a sissy about trying to figure out how to ask it, Brad. Um I, I think I'm approaching the two and a half year, maybe three year mark of having an account on Go Wild. And admittedly, across all platforms, I'm a social media stalk like not stalker. What's what's the word when you just vote? Ghost user. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't. Oh, yeah. I, uh, we, Robbie made you a little creepy, but I post. We call them ghost I, users. I post uh, cool pictures of my house when the snow's on the ground because it just mesmerizes me. Like that's literally just about my entire personal feed. But I loved go wild because I never got any. I said loved, but still do. There was nothing past tense about it, um, because I never got. I ne- when you said Matt Rinella would like what we're doing I think he would because there was no there wasn't any bullshit over there. It was just like you know what it was a lot like was it was a lot like at some point probably all of us that are hunters have probably found a good Facebook group. Right? Yeah. Like where we were all like-minded and the admin didn't let anybody sell their shit in there and you know it was just talking. And that's the way go wild felt to me now this is the part where it gets sticky and just 100 percent correct me if i'm wrong or tell me what your plan is i think the re i think some of that was the way you guys built it and the fact that i can get in the what do you call them the the pathway trails. The trails. Trails. i'm sorry the trails where All i right. can go out and select i'm interested in this and then i get exposed to other people who are willing to to you know it, it's it's a cool it's cool There's not a ton. There's more than there used to be, but there's not a ton of brands on there. There's not a ton of people who are using it for promotion. I'm not knocking those people. That's literally Robbie and I using social media to promote our our mission. I'm not, there's no knocking of that. But I, I came to this realization that that's what I don't like about my Instagram feed, which my Instagram feed is pretty much hunting and fly fishing across the board. Um, but honestly, 90% of those people, and I I don't knock them. I'm a capitalist. I'm a hardcore fan of capitalists. 97, 90% of those people are trying to sell me hunting gear, hunting opportunities, or fly fishing gear or, or tips. Um, how do you battle that as as go wild grows which it it I'm, I I don't I don't know the numbers but I'm sure it is I hear more and more people talk about it all the time and 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 as it becomes cuz as you get more users you become a more viable promotion platform for brands right that's just as as that continues to happen it becomes more of a thing um And how do you deal with that? Or do you deal with that? Or are you looking forward to it? Or what's your response to that? Because I really think that brand, not all of them, I follow some brands on social media that their content is my absolute favorite, right? Like I'm not opposed to brands doing promotion. Um, That's just a part of being able to communicate. But a whole bunch of, I unfollow a lot of brands. A lot of brands, because I think that's where we get the bulk of the stuff that Matt Ranella and I are up, up, upset about, you know, or don't yeah. like or wish wasn't there.
3: No, I think that's fair. Uh, and a lot of those brands I I would have beef with, too, because I think that overall the entire industry has is, is tried to market this thing as this incredibly difficult thing you can only do without my like if you have my product. It's like, you know, to go try something, you feel like you need $5,000, which is not a very welcoming, like it sets a really high barrier for trying out hunting when truth be told, you know, $100 at Walmart and most people can go try deer hunting or whatever it is, you know, $200, it's going to be a low entry point, right? Um To your question, uh, and there was a lot there, just to kind of unpack it though.
2: Um, yeah, Cody always just... I know it's more He's of a layer. Statement. He's a layering kind of guy. Statement, question. I think I'm going to ask you a question, but it's actually a statement. But I'm going to turn it into a question. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah was- I, was, I,
1: I, I was hesitant because here's my point very succinctly. I love your platform and still do, and I think one of the big reasons is it hasn't usurped the other platform as an advertising platform in user quantity. I, I think that's part of well, it. That's my question.
3: And. Well, and and good for you. We've actually stopped. Um, we don't we don't have outside advertising as much anymore. By far, most of our ads in the platform are just for gear that we think you would like based on the trails you follow, or you know the fact that you posted a whitetail or something like that. So the the advertising model has gotten a lot more pure because you know back in the early days we would take ad dollars from a lot of brands, and you know you're, we're pumping that into the feed. And now it's more of advertising gear that's incredibly targeted to you. You know, if we think you're a whitetail hunter and be interested in this product, or if you're following turkey hunting, you might get a red dot. Um, but the the challenge for brands, and this is, I'll be super transparent here because I'm not smart enough to lie. I always, I would forget what I would, what I said. So here's the real deal: brands that try out our platform, most of them do not know how to not be promotional, and our audience has zero appetite for it, just like you do. And their content comes in their content flops and they're like, Oh, nobody's using this platform. When really I've got guys like I got a police officer up in Michigan, Mike Larson, who can post and Mike might get 70 comments on a post. And, and to me, comments are the gold standard. That is the best engagement you can truly get is a comment on your post. Screw the likes, likes are meaningless, right? But if you're getting comments, that's gold. And a, a lot of these guys who have adopted the platform and understand how to use it and how it's different, Will get incredible engagement. I mean, there are people in our platform that get better comment volume than accounts on Instagram that have a quarter million followers on them. And I, I, I could name names, but I'm not going to be a dick. Uh, but, but there are massive accounts of, of brands that people would know that that literally just Joe Schmoes uh, on our platform. You know, av- every day blue collar guys get better engagement because they're posting real meaningful content. And the brands that have done well have come in and posted when they when they post and engage with people around questions or they realize like nobody here really cares about your pretty sunset photo with your product in front of it. But if you're going to come in and, um, you know, for a while we had Brad Smith kind of pops up every now and then. He's not a regular user, but he, he, he is a uh, active member on the platform seasonally, I would say, and his company, Walton Rods. He, he figured out early that he could crowdsource uh, R&D on our platform really well. So, and he's gotten like 30 comments on a post about fly rods for kayaks, for example. You know, brands that have figured out that if you truly engage with people, you can do well. And then then, then that's the kind of brand engagement people like because it's not just the ever same crap that's getting funneled onto Instagram and Facebook. And um, so that's like when... We want more brands, but my we want them to come in and to be cognizant that this platform is not Instagram. This isn't about your pretty picture. People are gonna ask you hard questions about your product on our platform. They're gonna ask you, you know, if that'll mount to their shotgun or um, you know, get in the weeds about uh, how the product's made. So you gotta be ready for that. And that's a lot more work for um, brand managers, and a lot of them just don't want to do it. That's the truth of it, man. Like uh, a lot of these guys, social media is a job. All these guys, anybody that works for a brand or an agency, social media is a job. They like platforms where they can cut and paste and just paste the same stuff into every platform. And we're not that. We're very nuanced, different platforms. So uh, that's why it doesn't play well for every brand, um, which is fine. You know, I'd rather them not, uh, I'd rather them probably not be there than to post the same crap and all the copied over hashtags and all that stuff. Like we don't want that either.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and I do think I, I tried to word it to force an answer, but I, I do think you're right. The the interaction, um, you know, and like I don't know what else you did, but everybody, it's like everybody's friendlier too. Like I, I think it's people that are around people they want to be around. You know what I mean? And well, you,
2: you get people that are okay posting, uh, you know, catching a, a tiny bass or yeah. posting about. Ca- killing, a, you know, their first deer and it's a spike or a button bug yeah. or whatnot. There's no fear of the cancel culture that is essentially being created across Facebook and Instagram. That's what I get and, out of Go Wild.
3: Yeah, and a lot of that's by design and that we, you know, we, we have trophies for whitetail does, you know, you can, the, the minimum number of uh, points on your buck is not like 12, right? Like we're, you can log a spike. You know, hey, I shot a spike this year on accident. <laughs> I thought it was a doe and I logged it. And I own that story, right? Like our community is really awesome though. And uh, you'll if you scroll through and you see somebody that joined within the last couple of hours, you'll usually see three or four people welcoming that person to the platform. Uh, it. I, I like, Cody, I think he was used a second ago, kind of compared it to the early days of like the good days of Facebook groups before. Um, I don't know what it is, but like most Facebook groups eventually become you know there's a lot of animosity you get yelled at if you post something that was just posted last week um it's kind of crazy that how it's reddit forms the same way and I, w- we modeled our platform after reddit in structure but somehow we we have scaled consistently well and gotten people to to buy into this is deer camp this is fish camp you know treat each other with respect and the other thing too um, a lot of people like to say like, oh, I like go out because they protect my First Amendment rights, but not really like we will delete the turds. So, um, you know, I've, I've, i if you come in and you're you're giving a kid um, flack and you're not technically doing anything illegal uh, from from the uh, most of the term standpoint, we have a one term that will get you deleted right out of the bat, which is we do not mock people for legal takes. Like, you just don't do that on our platform or you're out. So, you know, every, I don't know, we don't delete a lot of people from that, but I think it sets a precedent and our, our members see that happen too. And, and, you know, content gets reported and we can see what people are saying. And you'll see it when something like that happens, one of our OG guys, usually it's somebody that's been on the platform for a couple of years since the beginning. And they'll say like, this is the kind of guy we don't want here. and And we'll review it. And sometimes we leave it. Sometimes we don't. You can be a, you can still, you you can be a dick in some ways that don't violate terms. But one thing that we will not allow is anyone, uh, giving flack over a legal take. Like that's definitely going to get you, um, you know, get you in trouble. So
1: it's a great platform. I mean, it's a, and, and again, I'm like, I'm, I'm a scroller. Um, and sometimes I'm just, sometimes I'm honestly scrolling Most people are. Most in this people, in blood origin account. And I've shot, on any,
3: Good. On any platform, most people scroll. That's like very standard.
1: Yeah, I think though, like if you looked at my social media accounts, I think I'm an exceptional scroller in the sense that. I, mean, I, <laughs> I thought I, we're, I,
2: not, we're not supposed to pay compliments to uh, what we do and how we do <laughs> it. I'm, saying, I'm an exceptional I think, go, dude, scroller. I, I am the that. best scroller you've ever seen.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm an exceptionally
1: holy shitty crap, is, man. Is what I mean. I'm. I. I, I don't post that's funny um, but i i really like go wild um in that sense and uh, i i think you're doing a great thing there i said to uh to cable last week you know when and cable literally when we were recording was banned from instagram like he didn't have an instagram account like 150 some thousand followers that's backing 45,000, yeah that's backing a business that he has and uh you know, he was he was on a he was on a bit of a tear about the deal, and you know, how are we going to fix this? And I, I think the only fix is other platforms, right? Like we're not going to fix Facebook, we're not going to fix TikTok's AI sorting through things. That's that's not going to change. Um, Here's it, the it's thing, It's going to take other platforms.
3: People think that this is a fight that they're going to win, and I get it. Like uh, of trying to stand up for hunting and all that feels really good people don't realize that a lot of this is not as malicious against the hunting industry as people think. Facebook, with their content curation, they get it wrong 200,000 times a day. Think about the volume. To get it wrong by their own data 200,000 times a day. So so when you think about that, and, and you think about all the other stuff that they're filtering through, we're not talking about something to us that's as cut and dried that, 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 dead animal was ethical. It's muddy to them. That's where a lot of the problem is for us is because they're like, I don't have time to figure out if this is ethical or not. I just, you guys are getting lumped in over here with all this other stuff. I don't understand because I'm over here dealing with public suicides. I'm over here dealing with beheadings. I'm over here dealing with child pornography rings, the cartel, you know, there, there are incredible problems that Facebook is trying to deal with and we're just muddy and complicated and it's not worth their time in their eyes mm-hmm. and all, on a lot of these content reviews. And it, you know, part of me, like, it's probably not smart for me to say stuff like that. Cause it, it'd make total sense for my narrative to say, Oh, they're screwing us. We got to fight the man. But a lot of this is just not the case, man. Like a lot of it is just that firearms are complicated. They, they look at our ads like what we got banned for. It's a dude holding binoculars, wearing camo, linking out to a website that sells firearm accessories, but not firearms. Okay, now I have to figure out of, of whether or not they sell firearms. Well, that has a gun in the photo, but it's, are they selling that? No, that's not a gun. That's a holster. Like that's all this stuff compounds really fast. Now they've built a lot of AI to try to artificial intelligence to try to figure this stuff out. That's also where we get in trouble. Because the AI says, hey, these guys are up to no good. Turns out we're actually just selling binoculars. Literally, I got banned off Facebook for selling binoculars, Vortex binoculars. And, you know, at the end of the day, the ad rep said, well, once the, uh, the AI says that you're, you're flagged, it takes a really high level person at Facebook to undo it. And we never could get to that person the second time.
1: What's Because it's complicated. What's the in Robbie's starting to get nervous because we're at a point here where he wants to wrap up, but I got one more question. What's the <laughs> what's the amount of user? Okay, I have this theory about Twitter that that Twitter had if you were, if if a post was reported by other users x number of times, you yeah, got suspended, right? Um, which in theory. Seems like, you know, if if a whole bunch of people think this is bad, we should take a look at it. That's not a bad, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad rule. That's not a bad piece of guidance. Until those people start to abuse it, how how much of it is that? How much of it is this? Yeah, court- totally. A, the, yeah. a whole bunch of people that don't like your post report it, whether it violates it or not, and then you get triggered, right?
3: That that's why females get. Um, this happens to them more than than dudes because these these animal right, rights activists will will follow uh, somebody that has posted with a draft before or something like that, and they're just hammering everything that gets posted. This is why Taylor Drury probably got deleted from TikTok. Um, you know, she she was on there for a very short period of time, amassed a huge following. And she says she didn't post anything that broke the guidelines. I think she probably underestimates how stupid the guidelines really are. Um, you know, like she said, I didn't shoot a gun, but really the rule says you can't even have a gun, for example. Uh, but but people end up following people like her and, and are hammering every post that comes out. And that sends it into an automated trigger to get reviewed. It goes to someone in India. They have 90 seconds or less to decide on this content. They don't know what the hell to do with it. So they end up, you know, making a decision on it and and maybe it gets elevated maybe it doesn't there's varying degrees of this stuff across each platform and every platform's different but it's complicated man
2: yeah absolutely it is complicated uh but we're so we're glad that you're around we're glad that Go Wild is around um and for third week out of four you've blown up our roundup in terms of discussing articles uh, oh yeah
3: you guys had some good ones too man
2: We'll, we'll hold them. for we'll hold them for the next one because there was a pretty controversial one in there that I know that Cody and I we may actually see on we may see uh, points viewpoints on the same page on on this specific topic. I, I,
3: I was uh, I was interested in the the artificial
2: intelligence one, but I'll let you guys do that for another time. Yeah, there's some there's some good stuff happening right now. Um, but um, Brad, we appreciate you. I know you've been a huge supporter of ours for quite some time. Um, and we just are thankful for you and thankful for what you've done for our community. And thank you for coming on the blood origins podcast.
3: Yeah. Thank you guys. And, um, you know, you guys do great work. I don't get to listen to nearly as many podcasts as I wish I could. Uh, but I will say for the listeners that this show has probably more weight per pound, like per pound, you guys swing really heavy, uh, with the quality of people that listen to the show, like really quality people I talk to. Are listening to what you guys are saying, so you're doing really important work. I hope you always keep it up. Um, just real quick for anybody that's interested, in go wild. Go to downloadgowild.com, create an account, and you'll get 10 bucks loaded to it. You can spend it on whatever gear you want to. You'll you'll earn. You pretty much are guaranteed if you just post some deer and interact a little bit, you're going to get a free t-shirt and, and a sticker too. That's a promotion we're running right now. Um, it's super easy to get some fun swag. So go check hey, it
2: out. Hey, why don't we do this? Since we haven't done any admin, Cody, why don't we let's let's. Uh... Let's throw let's throw Brad in the fire quickly and see if we can get something out of him. Um so we have a supporters program in which uh people donate the cost of a cup of coffee a month to us and we give them stuff, right? We give them okay. 10 to 12 stuff in the sweepstakes. So can we set up almost like a some sort of code? I don't know how we do this. I'm just this is brain farting one oh one right here. In which On maybe
1: there, he, he brain farts while we're recording, just so you know.
2: Yeah. So and and to me, a brain fart's a good thing. Cody thinks a brain fart's a bad thing. This is another. It depends contention. on look good for dinner. I guess I don't know. Yeah, could we do something maybe in uh, maybe in March? Since this is coming out next week, March is a week away. We yeah. could go wild into our supporters program, and anyone who uses I don't know, we'll have to come up with a code that maybe get twenty five bucks onto their their credit or fifty bucks into their credit. Uh,
3: yeah, we could do something like that. I could do, um, uh, $10 off or something for you guys for sure. Um, and and we'll do code blood origins. And I will also say, is this going to run through all of March?
2: No. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're only going to give it to people. Uh, so you don't have to change the code. No, the code will (laughs) not be blood origins. Okay. Sorry. It's only going to go to our supporters. So at the end of March, we're going to email this code out to everyone to say, Hey, because you're a supporter of Blood Origins, here is something that Go Wild wants to give you above and beyond what they typically nice. give their
3: audience. Okay, then we'll definitely go above ten dollars,
2: um, and I'll, we'll I'll figure out what that twenty-five is. or fifty. Uh, how long is this going to go? Is it a uh, y- one-time deal? One-time deal. End of March.
3: I'll throw out anybody that uses this code will be entered to win a drawing for a Vortex Crossfire Red Dot. Ooh. Uh, Hundred and fifty bucks, I think. Value, we'll
2: give that okay. away too. Cool, heck yeah, love Excellent. it. Excellent, good brain fart.
1: <laughs> Poor word, <laughs>
2: not as bad as an, as an ellipse. Ellipses, yeah.
1: ellipses,
2: whatever. Anyway, Brad, you're the man. Yeah, thanks, guys. This was awesome. Thanks, Brad. Well, that's it for today